believe with all my heart. God wants to trust wants to entrust that piece of land next door to you. He's going to expand your hearts. That means you're going to see a lot more people. It's not just being comfortable with what you have, but enlarge your capacity for the many that will be unsaved that will come here and be saved. Can you see it? I've had the, the before I go on, I've had the incredible privilege to, to be involved in the life of this local church that Jesus Christ planted. Every time I come into Cosmo, into this community called Cosmo City, I'm reminded of that day when Jack Tsui said to me, Manny, come with me to the farmhouse. A farmhouse. There was no houses here. No streets. No parks. No churches. No lights. No sewage. No community. Nothing. And we looked at this, this large plan. And it was a projection of Cosmos City. Of thousands and thousands of homes. Representing tens of thousands of people. And we looked at this huge, huge site development plan. And I remember standing there with Jack. And we asked this, this particular man who was showing us this. The development and we said where is the largest piece of land allocated for a church not the smallest one the largest one and it happened to be this one and it was during a time I was having problems with my eyes and I would go for operations, operations, operations. I had laser treatment on my eyes. And I would, I would go to this automatrist or, or to the uh, whatever this guy's name is. And they would always say to me, what do you see, Manny? What do you see? And I remember sharing with this local church in Zanspreit. What do you see? It is a message that God gave. And I remember standing on this ground with Jack. Just Jack and I. And we stood here. And we said, Jack, Jack, what do you see? Jack, Jack, what do you see? Jack couldn't see it yet. By the grace of God, and by the Holy Spirit, I had the privilege to see it. You understand? This place is too small. This place is too small. This place is too small. That means you and I are going to be enlarged. 
The priesthood is going to go to another level. That means every single one of you are going to be a part of it. Because we are all part of the body. Jesus is the head. Not one part is better than the other. But together, but together, we can do great things for the king. And the May the, God, may the Lord bless you. I have a, a message to share with you. Is this going to stay here or can we, can we put it down here? It's okay. Because you don't mind, I, I use notes. That's fine. Okay. I'd like us to open our Bibles. And I'd like us to open to the book of Matthew. And it's the book of Matthew chapter 1. And I'd write, like to read from verses 18 through to verse 25. And I'm going to be reading from a very simple translation. It's Matthew chapter 1. Verses 18 through to verse 25. And and Joel, you can repeat after me. Now this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, Joseph, Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as not to disgrace her publicly. And as he considered to do this, he fell asleep. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to go ahead with your marriage to Mary. For the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. All of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded. He brought Mary home to be his wife. But she remained a virgin until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. And Joseph named him Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing of your word. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that comes and gives us understanding. As we heard this morning, precious Holy Spirit, would you make the name and the fame of Jesus very, very great. So I want to talk to you this morning, especially that verse 21. Matthew 1, 
verse 21. And the title of my message is called this. He will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Not just any, any name. It's not just an ordinary name. It's the name Jesus. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. Jesus. The Lord saves. Jesus is both Lord and Jesus is both Savior. Listen carefully. Because he will save his people from their sins. And I'm going to repeat this many times. The coming of Jesus was for, for a specific purpose. His name, Jesus, reveals his mission. His name, Jesus, reveals his mission. The first coming of Jesus was to deal with the sin issue. Oh, we know Jesus is going to come back again. And when Jesus comes back again, he will never have to deal with the sin issue again. Because what Jesus did at the cross, Jesus being the perfect sacrifice for our sins, what he did, he did once. And he did it for all time. It will never ever have to be repeated. The coming of Jesus the second time will come to be with the, uh, regarding the fullness of salvation. Our final deliverance. We I love to walk around. So Joe, we're going to walk around. We have been saved. We are being saved. We will finally be saved. We have been delivered. We are being delivered. We will finally be delivered. We have been rescued. We are being rescued. We will finally be rescued. His name shall be called Jesus. For he shall save his, notice carefully, his people from their sins. And I'll try and explain that. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 5, just listen to the word of the Lord. 1 John chapter 3 verse 5. And he came to take away our sins. And in him, Jesus, is no sin. That's a powerful statement. He came to take away our sins. Because it was sin that separated us from the Father. Because God is holy. God is pure. God is perfect. God is light. And in him there is no darkness. But in you, and in me, there is sin, there is darkness. That's why God sends his son. The coming of Jesus 
comes as a man. Jesus is both God. He is fully God. And he is fully man. Because only as a man could Jesus die. And by dying, he could break the power of the devil. Break the power of sin. Break the power of death in the grave. And on the third day, Jesus rose again. Jesus rose again. Jesus ascended into heaven. What is Jesus doing now, right now? What is Jesus doing right now? Jesus is praying for you and for me. 24 hours around the clock. 24-7. He's interceding for us. He is pleading for us. He is our mediator. Even as we shared in communion together, the Lord's Supper, Jesus shared that before he went to the cross. And he said, this is my body. My body that has been given for you. I don't like to use the word broken. Because the Bible says not one part of his body was broken. And when you look at the original, it was given for us. Uh, we use we talk about the breaking of the bread but Jesus was given for us please hear that and his blood was shed for us his blood wasn't spilt for us I used to use the word spilt but spilt is an accident this wasn't an accident his intention he came to save his people from their sins and as we shed in communion without the shedding of blood there is no remission of our sins but I love the language of Jesus when Jesus took the cup he said this is my blood this is the cup of the new covenant which was shed for you this blood seals look at the language it seals the new covenant when Jesus died on the cross he rose again he ascended into heaven when he ascended into heaven he took with him his own precious blood. You see, under the old covenant, there was the blood of bulls and goats. And there was a whole lot of animals. Bulls and goats. Animals. Old covenant. Only once a year, on the day of atonement, the high priest, and not without blood, he could come into the most holy place. When Jesus comes, Jesus dies for you and me. Jesus, the Lamb of God, I'm going to repeat this many times. John the Baptist said in John 1.29, when he looks at Jesus, Jesus said the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Wow. Mm. His coming was to take away sin. 
Come to save his people from their sins. Because it's not automatic. You have to come to a place where you believe in him. Hallelujah. Amen. You believe in him. And he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus dies for us. Jesus was buried. He rose again. When he ascends into heaven, it's not with the blood of bulls and goats. It's his own precious blood. Jesus gave his life for you and for me. He ascends into heaven into the true tabernacle of worship and the blood is there. The blood is there. The blood is there. The blood is there. We have God the Father. We have God the Father. We have God the Father. And we have God the Son. Under the old covenant, the priests are always standing. Under the new covenant, Jesus sits. It's a picture of victory. Jesus sits as a picture that he will never ever have to stand again and minister another sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. The perfect sacrifice. One sacrifice for eternity. Jesus is here, sits at the right hand side of the Father, and he's our mediator. He mediates the new covenant. He's our advocate. He intercedes for us. He prays for us. He looks into the Father's face. He looks into the Father's eyes. Jesus is there. So that you and I can be there. So remember there's those two chairs. If Jesus was not there, you and I will never be there. And the beauty of what Jesus did, when Jesus died on the cross, Jesus tore the curtain from the top through to the bottom it was the place of worship not only for one person a high priest not only once a year what Jesus does he does forever you and I through our faith in Christ have access to the Father you can come you come boldly. You do not come because of your righteousness. Our own righteousness is as filthy rags. Like the song we sang. We come because of the righteousness of Jesus. Do you know it is said? There is holiness. There are two types of holiness. There is an imputed holiness and an imparted holiness. There is an imputed righteousness. There is an imparted righteousness. Imputed is who you and I are in God. Christ. In Christ. This is our position. Please, child of God. This is our position. This is our position. Salvation is in three parts. 
Salvation is in three parts. There is justification. There is sanctification. There is glorification. Justification is past tense. Sanctification is present tense. Glorification is future tense. That's the hope that you and I have. The Holy Spirit in us is a guarantee. A guarantee of future glory. We will stand before him one day. Justification happens only once. When you and I are born again, when you and I profess faith in Jesus, you don't get born again, 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 again. You only get born again once. Justification. That's our position. At when you and I are born again, when you are unjustified, the Holy Spirit is the one who baptizes us into the body of Christ. You are in Christ. Listen to the language of Paul in the Apostles. Seated with him in the heavenly realms. When the Father looks at many, he looks at many in Jesus. And in Jesus, I am holy. I am pure. I am perfect. I am faultless. I am complete. I am without sin. There's no sin in the presence of God. Did you hear the language just now? 1 John chapter 3 verse 5 Jesus came to take away our sins Please listen to this In him In him In him There is no sin This communion that we share together It's beautiful It's beautiful I said something earlier on. It says that the blood seals the new covenant. Do you know what a seal signifies? A seal signifies three things. A seal signifies three things. Firstly, the seal signifies ownership. Ownership. You and I are very expensive. You were not purchased with gold and with silver, but with the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. 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 The blood signifies security. In Christ, you and I are secure. No one can pluck you and I out of his hands. You and I are in the hands of Jesus. Jesus is in the hands of God the Father. No one will pluck us out of his hands. And a seal signifies a finished transaction. 
When Jesus died on the cross, before he gave up his breath, before he gave up his spirit, he said, it is finished. Child of God, we live in the finished work of the cross. Not the unfinished work of the cross. Jesus sits. It's finished. It's done. I'm getting carried away. I'm getting so excited now. I haven't even started. I did not expect this. I did not expect this. And as I'm talking to you, there's a picture that comes to me to help to understand this. A few years ago, we have my wife Dawn from her family has a, has a cottage. It's a holiday home. In, in the old Transkai, it's called, it's not called the Transkai anymore. It's called the Eastern Cape. At a place called Hole in the Wall. That cottage is was 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 uh, was was um, it's dated since 1894. 1894. This year it's 120 years old. A few years ago, there came a tornado. It comes a tornado and breaks a lot of the house. I had just finished nearly four or five weeks in DRC Congo, Burundi, and Rwanda. I was looking forward to come on holiday. One week before holiday, I hear this holiday home is nearly destroyed. I said, oh God. I look at my Madame Dawn. I say, honey, this is not going to be a holiday. This is going to be a working holiday. So we go. And we work. You've got to understand. Hole in the wall is nearly a hundred kilometers from Mtata. There's no builder's warehouse just down the road. You are working with many unskilled people. I'm not not perfect in building. I'm a pastor. So we had to do this. Our holiday was ruined. There was dust. There was breaking down walls. They were plastering. 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 And then the wind comes. And then the rain comes. And they plaster the wall. And the wind and the rain hits the plaster. And the plaster collapses. Once. Twice. Three times. I'm like, God. The tensions with Manny and my wife Dawn was very, very high. With the workers was very high. With God, I said, God, what are you doing to me? I was angry. Please forgive me. Please love me. I love fishing. I love fishing. 
Someone said to me they were SMSing how are you enjoying your holiday. I, I, I said, what holiday? I had a bad attitude. I did not even put the fishing reel onto the rod. My, my friend sent the message back to me. He says, Manny, if you haven't done that, you have sinned. Well, I said, I have sinned big time. It comes to the last day. My wife Dawn, she loves to work. We came to this time and we finished. The last thing to do was the painting of the stoop. The next day we're going to go. There's another family from Durban. They are coming on holiday. They are coming on holiday. But As I'm going back to Gauteng, I'm talking to the Lord in my heart. I said, Lord, that's not fair. That is not fair. We have done all the hard work. We did all the plastering. All the moving of the sand. All the, all the dust. All the sheeting. All the sheeting, the roof sheeting. All the nails. I'm complaining. I say, Lord, we have done everything. This is not fair. We're going back to Gauteng. This next family is coming on holiday. And they won't have to pick up a, a paintbrush. They won't have to pick up a hammer to knock any nails in. They won't have to do no plastering of walls. They won't have to do none of that stuff. They just come and sit and enjoy holiday. And then Jesus spoke to me in the car. He said, that's exactly, the father said, that's exactly what my son Jesus had done. Jesus had done all the bad work. If I, can, if I can put it like this. Please just hear me. It was a good work. Please. But just, just get the picture. Jesus took the blood. Jesus' blood was shed for us. Jesus took the lashes. Jesus took the nails. In his hands and his feet. Jesus took the crown of thorns. Jesus had his beard that was plucked. They even hit Jesus. They hit Jesus. Jesus did it all for us. And at the cross, he could say, it is finished. When you and I come to Jesus, we come into the finished work of the cross. You don't have to add to what Jesus has done. Amen. 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 Sorry. In my, up to my friends there, it's Amina. Amen. 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 Sorry, Bona Asifiwe San is Swahili for praise the Lord. Or Kirwanda is Yeshu Ashimwe, praise the Lord. Amen. You and I, child of God, it's so, sometimes we want to add to the finished work of the cross. Salvation. Is past tense justification. That's our position. We're in Christ. 
the second part of our salvation is this word called sanctification. Sanctification is an ongoing process. It started when you gave your life to Jesus and it will keep on going until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 My question are you like Jesus right now? You can talk up a bit. No. We're not like Jesus yet. We are a work in progress. The Holy Spirit in us is helping you and I to be more and more like Jesus. He who began a good work will bring it to completion at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the third part of salvation this beautiful word called glorification. It's the act of God changing our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. For the Bible says when we shall see him we shall become like him. Amen. 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 So Jesus 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 Acts chapter 4 verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. There is no other name in all of heaven for people to call on to save them. The Savior's work is salvation. I'm repeating myself. What has Jesus come into the world to do? Why did the Son of God ever come into this world? Why was the Son of God born into this world as a baby in Bethlehem? What is the meaning of the incarnation? What is the meaning of the incarnation? The incarnation is God in the flesh. Why did he ever leave the courts of heaven and come in that way into this world. He came to save us. Child of God, if Jesus did not come, if Jesus did not come, you and I would still be in our sins and and you and I would still be condemned for our sins. But we know according to Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk no longer after the flesh but who walk after the spirit. For the spirit, the life-giving spirit has set us free from the spirit of death. Hallelujah. Amen. So, time is running on. You will never forget this. I pray you'll never forget this. Because it is so simple. Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Firstly, number one, he saves them from the pollution of sin. Pollution of sin. Pollution means there's dirt. 
There is, he saves us from the uncleanness of sin. From the filth of sin. Sin is dirty. Sin is filthy. Sin is unclean. Sin is ugly. From the guilt of sin. From the darkness of sin. From the impurity of sin. From the corruption of sin. Idolatry. All these different things. The Bible in Ezekiel 14, verse 11 says, talking about the people polluting themselves with sin. Ezekiel 37, verse 23. They will stop polluting themselves with their detestable idols and their other sins. And this is God speaking about Jesus coming. For I will save them from their sinful backsliding. And I will cleanse them. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to come and clean you. Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 36 verse 25 and 26. Then I will sp- sprinkle clean water on you. That water is not water baptism. It's the water of the word of God. I will sprinkle clean water on you. And I will make you clean. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He goes on to say, your filth will be washed away. So Jesus delivers us from the pollution of sin. Secondly, he saves us from the punishment of sin. He saves us from the punishment of sin. It is the removal of God's punishment for sin through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Jesus coming, he takes the punishment. Not you, not me. He said, I will take the punishment. I don't have words to describe what Jesus did for you and me. Such love such love I don't have words to describe it that he should take the wrath and the punishment of God upon himself Romans chapter 3 verse 25 for God sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sins and to satisfy God's anger against us God was angry at us because of our sins. But the anger of God comes upon Jesus. He satisfies that anger for you and for me. Don't you love Jesus? Don't you love him? Wow. He made us right with God when we believe that Jesus shed his blood sacrificing his life for us. If we do not accept Jesus as our savior today, we will have to accept him as our judge tomorrow. 
If we do not accept Jesus as our Savior today, we will have to accept Him as our judge tomorrow. This church was born by the power of the Holy Spirit for the purposes of God to seek and to save the people lost. Child of God in every area, wherever we go, Unbelievers are caught up in their sins. Only Jesus. We have a message. There is forgiveness of sins. I don't care what kind of sin. There is forgiveness of sins. Through Jesus Christ. There was a man of God that said this. I read this this, this week. There is no form of sinfulness to which you are addicted which Christ cannot remove. I repeat, there is no form of sinfulness to which you are addicted which Christ cannot remove. It was Charles Spurgeon that said that. Number three, he saves us from the penalty of sin. He saves us from the penalty of sin. Help me, yeah? The wages of sin is death. When we work, there are wages. When we sin, there are sin's wages. The wages of sin is death. Is death. Jesus took that upon himself. The price for our sins. He did that. That's our redemption. Let me move on. Number four. He saves us from the power of sin. He saves us from the power of sin through the working of the Holy Spirit. Wow. I just want to give you these because I'm going to finish up here. Number five. He saves us from the presence of sin. You know, sin is no longer on us. It's been removed and placed upon Jesus. Child of God, positionally, we are in Christ. And in Christ, there is no sin. But down here on earth, we are not perfect yet. Sin is no longer on us. Jesus took that for us. But there's still sin in us. And that's why God sends the precious Holy Spirit. It is so interesting. I don't want you to forget this. John the Baptist said something about the ministry of Jesus. Two things. Firstly, he said this. The Lamb of God, Jesus, Jesus, who will take away the sins of the world. He comes to remove sin from us. Secondly, John the Baptist said about Jesus, he is the one who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. He comes, child of God, to remove sin to replace his Holy Spirit within us. Holy Spirit in us helps us to fulfill the law. 
Helps us to live a holy life. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin and, and righteousness and coming judgment. So the key and secret is yield to the Spirit. I'm telling you, I'm not going to get away with things. And, and, and when you look at many, please, I am not perfect. This is an infundisi talking to you. We must not portray perfection. Even leaders. As if we never make a mistake. As if we never sin. Oh. If we sin, child of God. I, I must finish here. If we sin. One John. One John, not the Gospel of John. The Epistle, letter of John. One John, chapter one, is written to Christians. If we confess our sins, help me, yeah. He is faithful and just to forgive us from all. Unrighteousness. When I sin, I confess my sins. There's a teaching out there church, that Christians don't have to confess their sins. Anymore. There's a teaching out there, child of God, that you don't have to repent of your sins. Anymore. Please understand there is your position. That's important. But there is our condition. Sanctification. It's an ongoing process. When I confess my sins and I ask him, I am sorry and I repent. Jesus is there. Father, a mediator, a go-between, always looking into the Father's face, always looking into the Father's eyes. Father, I went to the cross for many. Father, I shed my blood. Many. I'm your father. That many can be not guilty. It's, he stands in my righteousness. Oh, my dear. Jesus. 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 Jesus is both king for eternity. The revelation of Jesus as a king. The child of God never forget the revelation of Jesus as a high priest. We never need another high priest. Jesus is the final high priest. He's there. A priest intercedes for us. Pleads for us. Prays for us. And so he goes on and on and on. Father, I wanted to go on. I'll have to carry on in the second meeting. I'm so sorry. But God wanted to share those things. That's why I'm just getting so carried away. And I have the wonderful privilege to go again another time. After half an hour gap. Father, thank you so much for your great love for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
Child of God, before I, I sit down, I don't know you. God knows you. If you have not put your faith in Jesus, if you have not believed Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you die rejecting Jesus, the Bible says you die in your sins. And in that, there is punishment. In that, there is condemnation. In that, there is eternal separation from God. It is not the will of God that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. I want to trust God. I don't know you. Maybe you're a visitor this morning. I said earlier on, if you do not believe, if, if you do not ex- Accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You'll have to stand before him as your judge. I don't want that to happen. We have a message. Every one of us have a message. His name is Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Can we all stand together? If you have not personally invited Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I want to help you. Would you pray the simple prayer after me? I want to help you. Would you pray this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, today I come before you. I am a sinner. I ask you for your mercy ask you to forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm truly sorry for my sins. Today I invite you into my life to be both my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm justified. Justified. Declared not guilty. Just as if I've never sinned. I'm yours. Forever yours. If you prayed that prayer this morning, and if that's where you are, can you just lift up your hands? Anyone, maybe for the first time, you, you prayed that Would you just raise up your hand? Is there anyone in this place here this morning? God asked me to share this message with Cosmos City Church. Because every single one of us, in whatever situation we are, there are people who don't know Jesus. He wants to use you and he wants to use me. He wants to use you and he wants to use me to tell them about Jesus. Tell them. There is forgiveness of sins through only one person. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.